All right, all right, all right. Welcome back, or welcome to Orange County's very own. I'm your host, Makai Louie. Thank you for being here. Um, man, we have an incredible episode. I got my boy Jake Olson on the set. Welcome to Orange County's very own, my boy. I couldn't miss it. As soon as I heard the uh, the title of the podcast, man, I, I, could, <laughs> I couldn't blow you off. Not that I would ever blow you off. I'm just saying that. <laughs> Orange County's very own, dude. Come on. Come on, OCVO, man. Come on. Um, I don't know. I don't know how you're supposed to put a C in there, though. I, I know, know. I know. For the real ones that know, man, <laughs> we're gonna try to figure it out. But nonetheless, guys, thank you so much. If you're tapping into this right now, whether it's audio or visual, uh, thank you for for taking the time. Uh, there's a ton of content. I always say this, Jake. Like, there's so much content in the world that people can can choose and pick from. Uh, but you chose to listen to this or to to watch it on YouTube. So, thank you. Thank you for taking time out, and uh, we're really excited to have Jake Olson on the show today. And um, before we get into it, man, we're gonna have a little, a uh, few announcements. Uh, first and foremost, this episode is brought to you by my family's hot sauce, Mr. Lava Hot Sauce, baby. If you haven't heard about it, go check it out. It'll be in the link in the description. Uh, again, this is Mr. Lava Hot Sauce. You can find it on MrLavaHotSauce.com. Uh, literally the best green hot sauce you will ever taste in your life. It's no cap. Um, but other than that, man, um, we're just going to dive into this, Jake. I know you've, I know you've done, um, well, let me start off with this. Let me give the people, (laughs) let me give the people an idea of who Jake Olson is. If you don't, do not know who he is. Uh, first off, he's an Orange County native, native, born and raised Huntington Beach. Yeah. Huntington Beach. That's it, baby. He's a two-time author, inspirational speaker entrepreneur, business leader, savage golf player, uh, and uh, we'll get into that as well. Um, Today is also International Guide Dog Day. It is. And uh, Quebec has meant a lot to anybody that has met the pup himself, so (laughs) shout out to Quebec. Shout out to Q. That's it, baby. Um, And more importantly, me and Jake met in high school. He's a Lancer for life as well. Um, He's also uh, a big boy, uh, offensive lineman. He's been playing center since he was a young young man. And um, we're just going to go into your whole story, man. Um, Like we we were talking offline before we we hopped on here, man. Um, And I really wanted to start off with this, too. Um, You know, I practice gratitude a lot, and I've talked about it on the show. to all of our viewers and, and how important it is to my process every day and to my fulfillment and my relationship with God. And um, I was talking to Jake about uh, before this and from the day that I met Jake and listened to his story, um, he has been a centerpiece to um, just my, my viewpoint on gratitude. Um, and you'll, you'll have a better understanding by the end of this episode as to why, but this man is so resilient when I, when I think of the word resilient, um, overcoming adversity, challenges, uh, you are that person for me, man. And um, I just can't, I can't say thank you en- enough and show my appreciation to you, brother, um, for the life that you live and, and the life that you lead. So nonetheless, man, let's hop into this, man. I'm <laughs> stoked. Are you going to get me to cry already? Uh, but I'm going to cry too. We'll yeah, see, I'm man. I'm going to repay you for that. <laughs> Bro, your, uh, you know, your friendship has meant a, a whole lot to me. And even the way that we met, you know, um, I think the first time that we really, really got to know each other was on that honors, on that honors choir trip, man. <laughs> so we like me and Jake go way back, man. And um, Jake is also just talented in so many different ways, man. And uh, we met through choir 
and uh, we were on the San Diego trip, and we got roomed together, oh, bunked together, literally, bunked together, literally yeah, bunked man. together on the San Diego trip, and we just from that from that point on, man, we just oh, built. you and uh, you and Kavinga weren't sleeping in the same bed. <laughs> So, and I was like, bro, there's no way I can do this. So, uh, yeah, man, I, I uh, <laughs> dude, you guys, <laughs> this man jumped over. Uh, I don't wh- Why didn't you guys just walk out in the hallway and cross the room? I have no idea. But you decided to <laughs> jump over a gap between balconies yes. on the second floor. <laughs> I was like, dude, I'm just waiting to hear a big crash. man. I just, <laughs> and those of you that don't know Kavanga, he was our left guard at Orange Lutheran. Uh, <laughs> Tong and big dude. At that time, I was a very big dude. Uh, we should have never been trying to scale any type of nothing, um, but we had to kick it with the boy oh, Jake. Man, um, but man, I, uh, such a great time and just like definitely kicked off this bond that we had. And, um, and none he, the, we didn't even know at that point either that bro, I was gonna play football. You know, had no idea at that point. It was just like you know we were always seeing each other in honors choir and yeah. then throughout the halls and stuff. Um, because you were, what, two grades below me? Um, or, or Just grade? one. Just one. That's just right. One. That's yeah. right. Um, so, like, we weren't in classes together. It was strictly, like, a lot of the time it was just choir. It was and then, choir, yeah. Yeah, and then um, you got into football, which we'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there for sure. But I definitely want to give our viewers um, an idea of who you are and your story uh, for people that don't know because you are 100% blind. Mm-hmm. Um, and that didn't just happen from birth. You know, there's a whole story about mm-hmm. it, and it's extremely powerful. And so, um, take us through it, man. Take us, take us from the beginning, um, and walk us through it, and get scientific with it too. There's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of our viewers that uh, love health and 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 science and things of that nature. So, sure. uh, even myself. So, yeah, let's hop into it, my brother. Um, so again, born and raised in Huntington Beach, never lived anywhere else. Um, <laughs> It's hard to move from Huntington. Um, but w- yeah. when I was eight months old, you know, obviously I don't remember this. I was just a little baby. But mm-hmm. my parents and some other family members had noticed a glow in my left eye, um, especially mm. sometimes in pictures. Um, there wouldn't be that, you know, sometimes you see that, that red reflex in pictures. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, my eyes weren't doing that. And then also, again, you could kind of see a glow. And even when, you know, they lay me down in bed at night, um, you know, as a little infant, they would in that low lighting kind of again see this little like dot in the in, in the people and they're like you know what's, what's going on here so finally mm. um they made the doctors really you know take a good look at my eyes um and and really i went to the doctors a couple times even before this and they just weren't necessarily taking my mom seriously um so finally mom was like no like literally let's you know let's check his eyes turn off the lights let's get you know the 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 light and sure enough yeah they saw something and they're like hey um yeah you're you're right <laughs> what do you know you're right um and let's they yeah, said thanks for listening to exactly you. so then they sent her to an optometrist actually mm-hmm. and um the optometrist took obviously a better look in the eye with the right you know more more um correct instruments totally and she sat my my mom down and she drew out two circles on a piece of paper and uh she shaded one in completely and she shaded the other one half Mm-hmm. And the one on the left, she said, this is, these are your baby's eyes. The one on the left, this is, this eye is completely tumor. Wow. And really what that glow was, was uh, the tumor reflecting light. Um, that's in, that's so crazy. they were actually, that tumor was so big in that retina. Um, so they diagnosed me with retinoblastoma. Um, tumor obviously existing in the retina of the eye. Mm-hmm. And so the, the one in my left eye, again, was so big. Uh, the fear with retinoblastoma is that it can move from the retina 
easily through the optic nerve into the brain. It's a blastoma tumor, um, which is a very fast and aggressive tumor. And so mm. if you don't treat it and can't cure it, it will easily spread to the brain. And then from there, it's, I mean, it's, it's virtually unstoppable. So once again, you're kind of left with this, this balance between trying to cure it, making sure it doesn't spread on costing you your life. Mm -hmm. The last option to really make sure you don't lose your life is just removing the cancer, just, you know, taking it out. Well, what does that mean? It's in the retina of your eye. You're having to take out that retina. You're having to take out that eye. So in my left eye, we were scared even at that point that it already spread. And so this was at, what age were you at? Eight months old. Eight months old. Oh my gosh. So they, they, were, they were already afraid that left eye was like, it had already spread. For, very fortunately, it had not, yeah, um, which yeah. was a big blessing, obviously. God, God willing, yeah. But there wasn't even time to treat it. Like, they didn't even want to screw around with it at all. They're like, we, gotta, we just got to get it out. Like, it is a miracle this thing hasn't spread. Let's get it out. Yeah. So they removed my left eye really soon right thereafter. Um, so ne <laughs> never saw my left eye. You know, obviously never remember seeing my left eye. That right eye, though, the, the half-shaded eye, um, you know, that tumor was only about half as big. So very fortunately, um, they felt comfortable enough to treat that tumor. Mm. And uh, after some chemo and some, some laser treatment as a little baby, um, again, I don't even remember that. Yeah, um, yeah. The cancer did go away, which Dude, was great. So that cancer goes away, and um, we're very happy about it. Yeah. A year goes by, two years go by, three years go by. And we honestly think at this point, you know, especially with pediatric cancer, the, the, the more time that goes by, you know, eventually you clear it, you know, right, you, right. You, you know, you're not going to get that pediatric cancer when you're 13, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, a couple, couple years go by, this thing hasn't returned. Like, great. When I was fit, a five-year-old in kindergarten, we went for an annual checkup and unfortunately the cancer was back. Wow. Dude. And, um, honestly, just a normal checkup or like just a normal checkup. Yeah. Wow. And this time there, it wasn't clear and there was a tumor there. And not only was a tumor there, it was like leaking this, this, um, this fluid that, um, made it even the chances of spreading even higher. Um, wow. And so there was, there was some fear in that mm -hmm. and we were actually trying to treat it. Um, and it, it just wasn't reacting. Um, the fluid wasn't going away. The, the tumor wasn't really shrinking. And my parents and the doctor had really actually come to the decision that they were going to remove my right eye. Wow, dude. Um, and this, which, which to the audience, man, like that is, you know, I, I got a baby boy. Like I could not imagine what is going through your parents' heads. Yeah, I don't. You know? I don't like to imagine it, man. I know. I, I, feel I, I don't like to imagine it. It's I, it's, I don't it's too much, dude. Yeah. So they they were willing to do that. Yeah. I kid you not. This to was to protect around, your life. Yeah. You know. So around first grade, this is now around first grade. Um, I decided to because at this point I kind of know what's going on from the fact that like I just have cancer and things are scarier than you know what other kids are going through right. and so I decided you know my parents grew up in the church but I decided that I really wanted to take that personal step with my relationship with God yeah so I decided to get baptized mm -hmm. and the, and even the pastor was like you know, you know I, should, I want you to know what this means and whatnot I had to do all these like <laughs> these little kid booklets dude to make sure like I, I like you truly understand yeah what that truly means. understand yeah. what that meant um and I got baptized man and this we went in for the checkup four days after i got baptized yeah it was this was gonna be like the last checkup really just to see if there was any progress with the treatment mm -hmm. if not they were taking out my eye yeah as fast as possible right? as fast as point. possible pretty yeah. much just because again you don't want to screw around with it mm -hmm. um the cancer was gone oh my god it was there was like the the fluid i was talking about was gone the tumor was gone there was no sign of anything mm, that's powerful man anything and that's powerful and like no one you know the, no one i mean literally the doctor had to 
they're like, let's go back and take more photos. Cause like, <laughs> like obviously these, these ones didn't turn out blown. like, yeah. Like, are mind you blown. sure these are the right ones? Like, I mean, dude, this, this, and you're this, telling them, Hey, I got baptized a few days ago. I gave, <laughs> gave my life to the Lord. Exactly, and like, this man. is gone. It was, it was a complete miracle. That is complete miracle. Phenomenal. So the cancer stayed away, um, for another couple of years. And then it, you mm-hmm. know, it, the cancer did come back though. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so then that kind of obviously started a vicious cycle of treating it. The cancer would kind of go away. It would come back It'd go away. It'd come back It'd go away. And we, I mean, we threw everything we could at it. Uh, we threw chemo, we threw radiation. We even flew to New York a couple of times, going into fifth grade to get some experimental treatment at the time. We threw everything we could at it. But eventually, mm. when I was 12 years old, um, the fall of 2009, in seventh grade, that cancer came back for its eighth time Gosh. in my right eye. And so, eight times. Eight times. And finally, the doctors <sighs> had a different message, and that was mm-hmm. kind of what I told you we aren't comfortable treating it with any of our existing options. Why? Because you've kind of maxed out on chemo. We can't use chemo anymore. Wow. You've maxed out on radiation. We can't give you radiation anymore. Mm. And these other treatments aren't probably effectively going to cure this cancer. So all yeah. you're doing is rolling the dice of when is this thing going to spread? When is this thing going to take your life? So that's that, so deep. And what, what age are you? 12. <laughs> Dude. So, Again, you know, the only option there is just to remove the cancer and remove the eye. Obviously, that meant removing my right eye and my only eye. So yeah. that means going obviously completely blind. So that's kind of the, yeah. the reality that was, was presented. And yeah, man, as you can imagine, it was very uh, surreal hearing that just given how much we fought for it. Yeah, um, I want to I want to stop here for a second, because at, at 12 years old, like you, you only you've only experienced so much life. And so much challenge and, and so many things like, like, uh, reach back in your memory and like, talk to me about that stage. Like what things were you, like, obviously you had given your life to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, um, like talk to us about that process of, of how you were overcoming things mentally. Um, and just that process, you know? Well, you know, I think one of the beautiful things, and I, I do say beautiful, like one of the beautiful things about facing cancer for those eight times mm. Um, man, it, I mean, it, it made a fighter out of me, you yeah, know, it, 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 it gave me a spirit of, of fighting. And, you know, I was at a point when, you know, by the third, fourth, fifth, sixth time the cancer would come back, we'd get a bad news at the, the, the doctor's office, you know, I'd be on the ride home from LA just like, Hey mom, it's going to be okay. Like we got this, like, let's, you know, let's go through the treatment. Like we got it, you know, like I just wasn't phased, you know? And so, um, and so Man. When I found out I was going to go blind, now I wasn't like that. I know, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But I had a, a fighting spirit in me, an incredible fighting spirit that... It is incredible. Um, you know, obviously there was a lot of emotion in that, but mm-hmm. kind of that that spirit of, of resilience P- that you talked resilience. about was, was already resilience. in me. So I, I just, you know... God was sculpting it in you, yeah. man, for real. So I, I'd say that's kind of to your, your point of like yeah. what was going through my head. Like, For you know, sure. we could talk about those other emotions, but you know, just to be able to have that under my belt, those, the past 12 years of battling that cancer made really prepared me for this, obviously what was going to be my biggest challenge. Dude. And it's like, it's going back to like what we were talking about on the drive over here, man. Like God was preparing you for mm-hmm. the impact you were going to make in this world mm-hmm. at 12, at nine, yep. at eight months years old. It's beautiful. Man. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it's, like you said, beautiful in, in that way. It you is. Know? Yeah, no, I mean, you could sit there and you can, you know, ask for all those years, hey, why, 
why isn't this cancer going away? You know, why can't this thing just be one and done? Or why, why does it have to keep coming back? Why, like, why every time we beat it, does it have to come back six yeah. months or a year later? Like, this isn't Absolutely. making any sense. It's, you know, especially after that whole miracle happened, right? Like, yeah. when I was, you know, six years old. Or, and, um, like, pe people will fold. Yeah. And Most just, people fold. You wonder man. why. And, like, here we are. I mean, obviously, I've seen even more incredible things come from why that happened. But, yes, yes. literally... If I faced that cancer once, mm -hmm. didn't have it for, you know, 10 years and then had it again, I, like, I, I don't know what kind of Your whole mental story. spirit I would have. I don't know what kind yeah. of fighting spirit I would have. I had that fighting spirit because my whole entire childhood was fighting cancer. No doubt. It's incredible, Jake. It really is, man. Like, I, and we have so much story to go through, and, but going back to, like, where everything started, right? Like, God was just sculpting you, brother. And, and he, you know, he does put his biggest fights to his biggest warriors and the ones that are truly going to, man, that's powerful. Let's keep going. <laughs> Let's keep going. Cause there's, there's some good stuff coming. Yeah. So, um, well, not necessarily, you know what I mean? I got you. I got you. <laughs> there's some good stuff coming here. Let me tell you how I'm going blinder. Uh, so, um, so Jake's also a comedian, by yeah. the way. Uh, go follow my boy, Jake Olson. If you're not following him, please tap in. He's on like every platform you could think of. Um, go tap in, man. You're going to get a kick out of his content. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious. And Quebec's in there, too. We love dogs. Of course. <laughs> um, so October 1st, we found out this information. And you can, there's no, like, the, the cancer at this point wasn't, you know, big and scary, like, before necessarily. Yeah. Um, so there wasn't, like, this mad rush to get my eye out, if you can kind of phrase it that way. Mm -hmm. There just it was an understanding that no matter what we did, it wouldn't cure it. Yeah. So... I did actually have about like a month and a half of being able to see still. Yeah. So, so it, the, the surgery wasn't scheduled until mid November. So, mm. you know, I could kind of ask you, um, and I like to ask people this just, you know, Hey, if you knew, uh, we're recording this at the end of April. So let's say, yeah. I'm going to tell you middle of June, you're going to lose your eyesight for the rest of your life. Yeah. When the next month and a half, would you want to see, what would you want to do? What would you want to put in your head? I want, I want Brody's face in my face. There you go. 24-7. Well, so that's what I'm saying. All so the beautiful things that, that, that are, mean something to you, yeah. That's what I kind of wanted. I, you know, spend time with my family, impl mm -hmm. uh, permanently implement those faces in my head, yeah. um, and see a bunch of cool things and whatnot. But obviously being a Southern California native, <laughs> growing up a huge USC OCBO, fan. OCBO, baby. Um, yes, huge USC fan. I wanted to see as many USC games as possible. Yeah. And it was the fall, so that made, obviously, football season. Beautiful. Coach Carroll, through different avenues, our friends, our neighbors. Yeah, I was going to say, how did the, I, just to back it up too, because like, like people that know Jake know the, the relationship that him and Pete Carroll have, the friendship, not even relationship, the friendship that they have. How did that stem? You said networks. like. Well, so, yeah, so like, like, literally like, the house two doors down to my right growing up, like she was a, a junk professor at USC. Okay. Um, so she somehow got it to the athletic department. Mm. Uh, a couple of our other family friends, new players on the team, they got it to the athletic department. So I'm sure like ah. the athletic department kind of got this, like yeah. <laughs> these 10 different ways, like of like, Hey, there's this little kid who's going blind. He wants to come see USC practice. Can we make it happen? That's awesome. Coach Carroll heard that, mm -hmm. um, invited my family and me up and like made us feel more welcome than I could ever, ever describe. Uh, I That's got there man. to pre-practice meetings 
Uh, I didn't even know this was going to happen, but Coach Carroll got up in front of the team and said, hey, before you go in here, um, you know who's in the house. He points to me, and the whole team uh, starts chanting my name. And, like, Coach <laughs> wants me to walk to him. And then That's I go, badass, I go sit next to uh, my favorite player at the time, which was the center, Chris O'Dowd. Yeah. Um, and so basically – Respect to the O-line, baby. Respect to I the O-line. I love that about you, Dude, that was, that was one of the more unique parts of the whole story, dude. Is yeah, like, it is. Um, Talk about it a little bit, too. Yeah, so – Basically, from that practice on, you know, Coach Carroll, I'm sure, had no idea who I was, what mm-hmm. I was going to be like, what my family's going to be like. But True. that day at practice, we just connected with the players. Coach Carroll, I think, saw himself in me to an extent. Yeah. And we just built this natural relationship between everyone. And it became so much more than I think anyone ever imagined it could be. Yeah, and so beautiful, man. Those obviously those relationships with Coach Carroll and those players I still have today. But just the way they surrounded me during that time, um, you know, like it gave me such joy and hope that was really obviously hard to find in that in that yeah, situation dude. yes um so and you've talked about it before like these guys like really rallied around like when you say like it's it, not to say this light guys like these guys really immersed themselves into jake's life no man i mean they were calling me at nighttime like texting me like so cool, matt barkley man. was calling me giving bible verses like these guys were wanting me to come hang out with them like just like around <laughs> around usc like I was like their little brother. Like yeah, I literally yeah. was just their little brother. And it, it, like, it literally, you see all those kind of make a wish or kind of those, those other, you know, documentaries they make where the mm-hmm. kid gets the one day with the team and like the, everyone's obviously so cool with them or whatever this, yeah. I'm not saying that's not genuine. I'm not saying like that doesn't make an impact. Totally. These guys became my big brothers. Like that's so cool, it was almost man. like I was like their, their little cousin that they grew up with. And like mm-hmm. he, here they were trying to just give me, you know their their time and, and love and like it just I, it, I couldn't explain it i really just yeah. it's hard to even explain what how genuine and authentic that whole experience was so beautiful man and you immerse yourself into the o-line more importantly right because <laughs> yep. i want to talk about this piece yep because um, i mean first and foremost man the, the o-line just never get enough limelight never get enough chatter they just <laughs> i know they're right? always getting the heat man well so when they announced Chris O'Dowd, like I got up there that first that first pre practice meeting, Coach Carroll's like, you know, this is Jake, um, his he's you know he's gonna be hanging out with us today. <laughs> Come up and say hi to him. He's also gonna be hanging out with his favorite player, Chris O'Dowd, <laughs> and um, all the all the all the teammates. You know how everyone is. They're all yeah. like, who, who, who? <laughs> Everyone's like, who? Like looking around. You know, like of course, like and Chris, you know, has a chef, big three hundred, you know, twenty pound like center comes running down you know he's like yeah like <laughs> screw you receivers screw you like quarterbacks yeah, like uh, yeah. they're picking me you know yeah. um, and, and then at that time you got matt barkley's one of the biggest quarterbacks in the game at that time too. Uh, yeah no and I'm, you're like nope i want the center baby. yeah yeah so i love, um, it. I love it it was that was that was a really funny part uh, about That's the whole thing so cool um and you're like and, and like you said you're you're in pre-game you're um I mean, you were traveling with the team, no? Like, uh, you were in there. Yes. I mean, dude, like, you know, I, I traveled by myself, and it was on the team flight, but I went to South Bend that day, that year to go to uh, Notre Dame, but was in that locker room <laughs> on the field before or after. I mean, literally, you know, I, I drove with Coach Carroll to their, their when I was at the Collie, like, the team hotel on Friday night, and yeah. then spent the night in the team hotel, then drove with Coach Carroll on the bus to the game, walked to the Trojan Walk. Man, that's beautiful. Saw all this, you know, walked down the Peristyle, walked in the locker room, was able to see – and you know the crazy thing about it? I mean, we'll get to it, dude. Yeah, yeah. But who would have ever guessed <laughs> that, like, putting those images in my mind yeah, would man. give me the mental imagery that, like, mm-hmm. I would call upon mm-hmm. when I was 
doing that same thing as a player. Yeah, dude. Incredible. And and those of you that don't know, Jake ended up becoming a USC football player. Uh, and like he said, we'll get well, in. Way we'll to spoil g- it, dude. You know, no, no. Well, you just spoiled it. What do you mean? <laughs> Uh, I kind of, I, I like, I teased subtle. it. I teased it. You're you a just, lot more subtle than I just, am, bro. You just went. No, no I'm kidding. No. <laughs> um, but like, like you said, we'll get there. But no, that you bring up a great point, and like, I, I, I just commend you, man, for the, for at the time in your life, like, understanding and having the awareness of yourself and your situation from a long term standpoint. Because a lot of people, even myself, I could imagine myself at that age, like. Uh, I would be folding. I would be the person that is gravitating towards, wow, this is really hard. Like I, the only thing I'm focused on is I'm losing my sight. I'm going to lose my sight. I'm never going to have like whatever, all those negative thoughts. But I mean, um, they tormented me. Don't, don't get me wrong, man. I mean, that tortured my, my psyche for that month and a half. I bet. Um, I bet. But you know what I mean though? No, like yeah. you had that element to you though, brother, that is so important. And, and I feel like is not even, this is what I want to say a little bit earlier, like is recognized enough um, in the sense of your mentality towards this, because in any bucket of life, your mentality is what drives you forward as your energy, your right. force, your impact and value in this world. And at such a young age, God placed this, like I said, this awareness in you to take hold of the present moment, which so many people and Pete Carroll literally built a program off of this. So something that you actually may not know about me, Jake, is I actually um, it, compete to create, you know, Pete Carroll's uh, mindset yep. coach with Michael Gervais. Yep. Um, you've probably might have you met Michael? I've done his podcast. <laughs> have you? Have you? Yeah. I'm gonna go check it out. Um, th- they those two men mean a great deal to me because uh, I went through that course and that yeah. going back to my trans. Well, uh, I knew them like when they were creating that, bro. Like that was oh like when they were creating that. So I was I was very early on. What? With that. Yeah, I've known Michael. Okay, since, wait, we gotta stop here. Year old. We gotta. Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute, dog. So we got. Let's let's stop here for a second. So I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, but going back to what we were talking about earlier in the car, the, the transformation things, and, and people know this about who's been following Orange County's very own. Um, back, I think it was in 2020, like December, December 2020. Um, it was a tough time for me, um, for a lot of people. But uh, my company, Aerotech, at the time, and our director, Bo Pack, had taken this course and he started trying to implement it into our practice for all like new hires and everything else. And uh, at the time, because it's pretty an expensive course, you know, a lot of the time it's for enterprises and and, and whatever the case might be. Uh, You could do it individually, it doesn't matter. Um, But nonetheless, I went through this course, man, and it really, really set me off into, uh, honestly, it was the Kickstarter into who I am today Mm. and the things that I'm doing. And uh, that course was just so impactful and I've shared it with a lot of people, but um, so it means a lot to me. So I'm really curious. So talk, talk to me about that relationship and knowing them, you know, even going through it, the creation process, and then we'll all circle this back, back into your story. <clears throat> well, again, I, I, for, I, uh, to be honest with you, I forget if, if I met Mike while he was at SC, cause I think he okay. was at SC with coach Carroll, but I, I know he was for sure a part of the Seahawks or yes. So Big that's time. what I'm saying. That's why, that's why after coach Carroll left that 2009 fall was his last season at SC. Yeah. So he moves up to, to Seattle. Mm-hmm. Again, just shows you all the authenticity of this. Here <laughs> I am now an eighth grader, a year after going blind. Coach Carroll's moved to a different state, a totally different league. Yeah. Has no reason to like stay in contact with me, really, mm-hmm. right? Like no one would blame him. No one would say anything if he just never reached back out. Right. Nope. Flies my family and me up to Seattle, <laughs> introduces me to the team, has me on the field beforehand, after in the locker rooms, so hanging out with Marshawn. Or, well, I guess at that point, uh, Marshawn wasn't there. Maybe he was. I forget. 
Yeah, I think he yeah, was. Yeah, no, he was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, totally. So, like, literally, and that was, like... Do you have Hasselback? Um, yes, Hasselback was the quarterback yeah. at that point. So, literally, has me come and meet everyone, um, and that's where I, re- like, distinctly remember Michael. Yeah. And, like, so that was at least since 13 years old. I, I don't know if he was there when I, at USC when I was 12. But... Got you. Gotcha. Um, but, yeah, man, from that point on... Um, I mean, I, I was up at Seattle, different games. I mean, I still go up there and see him. You know, at least I try to every once once a season. Yeah, I've been to both Super Bowls with uh, with him. Um, you were at both of them. Both of them, man. Was <laughs> one was a lot better than the other, dude. Yeah, well, um, yeah, obviously. <laughs> well, talk to me about the win. Talk to me about the win. Was that just insane oh, or what? I mean, it was it was like euphoric, bro. <laughs> oh, dude, I couldn't imagine. <laughs> I mean, talk if, about the genuineness though of the the you know the the well not you know tell us but like I want to circle back to the genuineness of Pete Carroll and like what. Like you said, man, he didn't have to do that, dude. I mean, I've, but that I, was I've like, been to his like at one point, I was up there just one random like uh, summer day. Yeah, went over to his house and him and I went jet skiing and he. <laughs> what? He, yeah, he let me drive the jet ski. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a video on YouTube with it. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna look that up for um, sure, bro. So, <laughs> Jake on a jet ski whipping it with Pete. No, seriously, dude. that is so fun. Um, yeah. So, his right hand man for a long time is, was named Ben Malcolmson, mm. and. Ben says, like, me and Pete are the same person, just 50 years apart. <sighs> and, like, I kind of see it to an extent. Like, he... Yeah, the qualities. About, talk about just a positive... I texted him that night after they lost to the Patriots, probably in the most horrific fashion yeah. in Super Bowl history, right? Mm-hmm. And I texted him. I drove home from, from Glendale to Palm Desert that night. We got home at, like, probably 11.30 midnight. Yeah. I texted him then. I said, hey, you know, coaches, you know, I know tonight was rough. Just thanks for having me out. Uh, you know, you're, you're still the best coach in my mind and everything like that, right? Mm. Dude texts me back like 20 minutes later. Goes, hey, man, how you doing? Like, wasn't, <laughs> like, that, wasn't that just like great? No, I was just like, well, like what is going on here, man? I, I don't know if he said it was great, but I, like his text back was just like, like, like you just caught him on some summer or some, some. He's walking on yeah, the beach. Yeah, just like, I was like, what is going? Not like, thanks, man. This is really tough. Like, appreciate yeah, you coming. No, yeah, it was not sulking in it. It was, hey, man, how you doing? Like, I, like it just was the funniest <laughs> thing, man. I'm just like, oh my God. That dude is a savage when it comes to, yeah, man. His mindset and, and his, yes. his driving with competition. And, yes. So, yes. and that was just. And just, I, I, I agree with Ben's statement on that, bro, because even since the, from the first time I met you, bro. I gravitate towards people who align to my mindset yeah. and the way that we live lives and things like that and, and the things that we talk about and discuss. And, dude, you were far beyond your years, even from when I met you. And you, you were probably, what, 16, 15? 15, yeah. Probably. Yeah. And, uh, and, and again, just from a respect standpoint, brother, like from the time that I've met you, I've had nothing but respect for, well, for who you, you are and, and like – the mentality you put into it. You're really button ri- buttering the me comedy. Up on this song. But the more importantly, the comedy, <laughs> bro. Because anytime I come to Jake, it's almost in the same sense of like what Pete's saying, like or, or like how Pete reacts. You know, like maybe there's some down stuff going on, but like, bro, you will always find the light in it and, <laughs> and somehow bring some comedy into the piece, which I'm not always one to lead with with that with that notion. Um, so I've always appreciated that about no, you too. Pre- <laughs> Thanks, man. Sometimes I think I'm I'm crazy, but. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Nah, it's hella funny. But um, <laughs> talk about competing, we can kind of use this as a yes. well, segue. But yes, like, yes, please. Being around Coach Carroll, around that kind of compete mindset, yeah, really did influence me during that time, which was, hey, I'm going blind. I have a real decision to make here. Am I going to still 
challenge myself to do the things that I love in life, to go out and do the things I, I know I can do, if, despite not having an eyesight, or am I going to sit here and just tell myself, well, I can't do that because I don't have eyes. Why well, I can't do that because I don't have mm -hmm. eyes. Why well, I can't mm -hmm. do that anymore because I don't have eyes. And wow. having that nature just like find a way to compete yeah. played in my head. And, and I took that to being a good student still, you know, mm -hmm. trying to be the best student I could be and, and get into high school and, you know, all that stuff, but also to sports. And that's, you know, when we came across golf and football. Yeah, dude. And like that, that really mindset allowed me to tell myself, hey, Jake, I know you can't see, but let's still find a way to compete in golf. Let's still find a way to compete in football. Find a way. Dude, find a way. This is the stuff I talk about, Jake, when I'm thinking about my life and I think about excuses, the things mm -hmm. that I tell myself, I can't do this, I can't do that. Bro, for y'all that are watching this, man, understand the application. There's one thing to think, to have the thought process, but the application. All right, keep going, man. I'm sorry. That's just, it's know, so power. It. It's powerful, though. I love it. It's so powerful, bro, because so many people dwindle in the thoughts yeah you know how it goes yeah we dwindle we yeah. all we, we all dwindle it doesn't matter where we're at well but. and to the kind of caveat of, of finding that way is, yeah. is um you know my personal definition of resilience is like if there's a will there's a way mm. and the resilience where people get caught up is they don't they think until they find that way they can't have a will yeah and it's it they think that relationship's inverse mm -hmm. i'm like i i found out in life that no First decide, the first choice is having that will. Mm -hmm. The will, I'm going to move through this. Yeah. Don't worry about having a way. Guess what? I, I had no idea how I was going to do 99% of the things after losing my eyesight. I had no mm -hmm. idea. Like everything you do is with your eyes pretty much, right? Yeah, I do. So think about all the things you have to start wondering. How am I going to continue to be a student? How am I going to do this? How am I going to get dressed? How am I going to hang out with friends? How am I going to drive? Like, yeah, uh, everything, right? Yes. I didn't know a way to do those things. I had no idea, but I had the will to continue to want to do those things. And I was going to do those things. I had the will to move forward through those things. Hell yeah. Then it's about finding the way. And as long as you have that will there, you're going to find a way like you will find a way. Mm -hmm. Um, so like that, that's just something that like Speak a that caveat truth, to like, you're saying, find a way, like have the will first. Yeah. Like if you're, if you're having a hard time finding the way, go back a step and ask yourself, do you have the will? Mm establish that and then go find a way yeah and we do and i truly and on that point bro i truly believe every single human on this earth has that it will it yeah they just need to tap into it them. yep absolutely they need to tap into it absolutely and you're a living you're a living force with that brother heck yeah let's go let's keep going um so yeah so basically started playing golf um and we'll and we'll kind of get into that probably later but yeah, football because yeah, yeah. it just pertains to us uh <laughs> yeah let's do it bro so eighth grade or yeah eighth grade year Still in middle school, played flag football, was the center. Yeah. Um, and I figured, hey, I could just learn how to, like, snap this ball back. And no no big deal. Just, like, person in front of me, I'll just kind of throw my shoulder and, like, my hands. And just, like, <laughs> once I got my hands on, I'll just give them, like, a shove kind of thing. Whatever, right? Yeah. It's, flag, it's flag football. You know what I'm saying? Totally, like, what, totally. And you're blind at this point. And I'm blind at this point. Yeah. So yeah, we find out. snapping a, the ball. We still find a way to do right it. Right to the chess piece. Come on. Yeah. So we still find a way to do it. And I had fun. Yeah. But then I go to Orange Lutheran. Mm -hmm. And now you're telling me it's tackle football. <laughs> it's Trinity League. Yeah. With with boys coming in looking like Makai their freshman year. You know what I'm saying? Straight I was up. like, okay, I'm not I was scrawling. I'm like, I'm not playing I'm not playing tackle football. I can't be a center. One, you know, there's more responsibilities now with tackle football. You gotta call out where the mic linebacker is. You gotta totally. projections, you know, all this stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Not to mention who you're going against. So like I was like, okay, I can't play football anymore. Mm-hmm. And man, I told myself that. I told myself that my freshman and sophomore year of high school that wow. I I couldn't play football. 
I, I forfeited that mindset yeah. that like, I'm going to find a way I'm going to have a will to want to do the things blindness isn't going to rob me the things I love. I forfeited on that man. Yeah. And I kind of, you love for you love, football, I love football, dude. dude. And so I kind of came to the realization halfway through my sophomore year. I was like, I am not going to look back on high school being like, well, man, like only if I, even if I like, only if I tried to find a way to play football, like mm. I was not going to look back and regret not playing football or at least not even trying to play football. Yeah, dude. Like, so I talked to, I'm sure I talked to you about it. I talked to everyone. 100%. I'm like, is there a, is there a, I'm like, I know JD was in your ear. Yeah. JD was in my ear. Adam's in your Adam's ear. Adam's in my ear. And he's, and they, they start telling me about this long snapping position. <laughs> and I'm like, well, what's that? You know? Cause I, I centered, right. I could snap with one hand and I was like, well, I, yeah. I can kind of do that consistently. I know that to be true. So like, what's mm-hmm. this long snapping position? Yeah. Well, I go down there, my end of my sophomore year, you guys are in spring ball. Mm-hmm. I go down there. I, I, I'm like, okay, I'm going to show them what I can do with one hand. Snap with one hand, they're, they're fine. I mean, they're, they're fine, like pistol or, or shotgun snap. So they really were. Yeah, yeah. But they're like, okay, well, that's different. Like, we, like long snap. Put, like, two hands on the ball, and here's a holder. And, like, mm, bro. Totally different. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea. I don't know how to I'm, – I've been, I'm a center, too, but yeah. I cannot long snap. I thought it was, like, the same. But, no. It was <laughs> the, so these coaches were like, okay. Like, and who was – this had to be Peterson. Coach Vs yeah. and, and Coach Pete, yeah? Yeah, Coach Pete and Coach Vs were there. And I, like they were just kind of like like what the hell what like, is happening yeah like like this blind kid comes he doesn't even know what he's doing like what like what are we supposed to do with this you know yeah and so, so Pete's like well like maybe V's can show you a few things probably thinking in his head like let's just get past this you right, know right and um he's I, like I'm not trying to ditch you know yeah, I'm not trying to like ditch the idea but, but come yeah, on but, come yeah. on yeah. so literally I just come back I come down to team meetings the next day. I have no idea who anyone is. Like, I know you. I know, like, a certain type of people. But I'm like, I, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing, where I'm going. And I'm just like, is this, like, actually going to be a thing? I don't know. And it's like, Coach yeah. V's comes up to me. He's like, all right, I want you, like, meet me in 10 minutes out there. You and I are going to go out there 30 minutes early. And, and sure enough, that's what we did that whole spring. And yep. then guess what? Every day in summer, him and I met up. And we just kept practicing. He put me through drills. He, shot, he taught me what it was like to, you know, to actually do the, the technique. Bless his heart, bro. I love that man. Yes. He's still there. Yeah. He's coaching right now. And we come back in August. Yeah. I show up at fall camp, bro. I snap to the, the punter and the holder, and they were like, hey, uh, this is better than anyone on our team right now. Like, <laughs> Yeah, because we lost. We lost, yeah, we lost Chase, Chase. Chase, right? Yeah. You went to Utah at that Exactly. Time. So there's a big vacancy there. Yeah, and I like, totally remember that. And so, sure enough, man, like... Coach Pete also was like, okay, well, let's, you know, let's really test this out. Let's yeah. find whatever. He's like, and this kid's dialed compared to back in exactly. spring ball. Exactly. <laughs> so, so sure enough, like, you Talk know. Talk about we, resiliency again. Yeah. You could have folded after that one session, For brother. sure. For 100%. sure. 100%. Um, but then, you know, we go through fall camp and um, yeah. we play our fall scrimmage. Mm-hmm. And um, we're finding a way where, you know, with you and, and Adam to figure out, like, how to line me up and yes. to make that a timely thing, you know? I want to talk about that process because I there is probably no high school that has tried to figure out this type of process <laughs> before. Because it's special. It, it really is. Yeah. And it was, I mean, <laughs> we had no idea what we were doing. So it was, it was no. actually pretty complex to, to where it went to from there, you it know? It did. It did. But, yeah, we figured out that if... Basically, Adam would line up my. He'd bring me to the ball. Yeah. And then from the sidelines. From the sidelines, he would kind of get my feet square, and then he would back up. Mm-hmm. And then basically, from there, he would get down and kind of like either gale out like, like left up one or right up one, just like the you know little minor adjustments. Yeah. And you guys had a dialed in communication yeah. style too. And then he would clap his hands, mm-hmm. so I could hear where he was. Yeah. And then, basically, I would grab the ball, and. 
I, like I said, I don't even know why we did this, this part. Like, this just seems like an unnecessary step, but I was so glad because, yeah. like, this makes you and I just so connected. Totally, brother. But you would tap my thigh when Adam would give you the thumbs up, like, we're ready to go. And, yeah. like, once I had my tap, man, like, I knew it was ready to go. And, like, That's it, I would just, baby. you know, whatever, count to one or two and then fire back. That's so, like, it. Yeah, I would be – so I, we were lined up and, and pretty much cross-legged. So my right yeah. my right leg would be on the inside. Foot. Yeah, and the inside – like, behind and inside Jake's left foot. And the same thing for our right guard. And my, my I would be literally bent over looking through my legs at Adam <laughs> and um, be waiting for the signal. And he'd just, he'd throw his hand out. And for the people that aren't watching, like, you know, he'd throw his hand out. And, and I know that it was time. And I'd look up. I'd do a little deep breath. Give Jake that tap. By the way, the way you tapped me, too, wasn't like, come on. It was like this, like, yes, like, here we go, baby. You, you like, it, it was baby. an awesome tap. Like, it was such a settling <laughs> tap. Like... That's um, it. We're co- cool, calm, and collected. Cool, baby. calm, and collected, man. That's even it, there. baby. Yeah. But um, and like the other point too, like part of the process is like while we're out there, uh, the refs know. The refs know that Jake's blind, and the team also knows to not touch the long snap. Yeah, I mean that's just the rules too. It's I mean, the rules in general yeah. too. Um, but there was also like a notice that was given out, and so and I'm bringing this up, Jake, because there was a few different times, bro, For where sure. someone stepped. Tried to step up to the plate and touch my boy. Like, straight up jump on top of his yeah, head. Dude, there was a couple of times I got rolled for sure. Totally. I, I, I loved it every time. But I know it. I know it. But, like, dude, there was, there were, there was one specific where, there were, you know, when you play football, and those, those of you who know, there are some games when you're pissed off. Yes. The whole, every single snap, you are literally pissed. Are pissed. And something <laughs> had happened with my girlfriend at that time, and I was pissed. <laughs> and it was a homecoming game. And uh, it was the best score. It was the best score as an offensive lineman that I ever had. But someone tried to test Jake on there, and I think it was like I forget who we played like Redlands or something. Yeah, dude, you something. know, we weren't in Trinity League yet. But someone tried to jump on top of him, and I grabbed this dude by the chest piece and <laughs> pancaked his ass. I put him straight on his back, and the ref said nothing to me about it, <laughs> dude. except he, he when he he picked the kid up and said, "Don't ever do that again." <laughs> And then we ran off the field. Dude, I just remember, too, just a couple of shoving matches that you just saying stuff afterwards, too. Just like, bro, like, what are you, like, yeah. I'm not, not going to repeat it on the podcast. Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. Dude, I mean, it was, I get pissed. No, dude, it was fun, dude. I mean, that's like. It's what, football, baby. That's what I missed. You know, like, I know. that's the stuff I missed. And um, so happy you did that, brother. So, yeah, man. Then we started varsity junior year with you. And then obviously yeah. senior year once you left, which was sad. I know. Um, but, dude, I like talk about Who just, took over? Who Who's tapping? Gama. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. No, but so Big that's gum. the thing. My senior year, we didn't tap. Okay, so that that part of it got removed. Yes. Yeah. See, it wasn't Makai. I, I was love like, it. No one that's else can tap me but Makai. That's it, baby. I love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. So basically, then senior year, you goes- never messed up. By the way, for all of those that know, it was 100 percent across the board. I think we may have one. Maybe one, but it was not like an actual, like we got the, the ball was, ki- Jerry, yeah. Jerry kicked it through the uprights. Yeah, you yeah, feel yeah. me? Dude, we, we were, like dude was dialed. We were solid, man. Absolutely. Solid. The process was refined. Shout out Adam. Shout out Great Adam holds. for sure. Shout Great out. holds. Jerry. Yeah. Uh, pretty sure he's graduating from Akron, right? Yeah. He's about right, to graduate. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to you, my boy. Um, so then senior year, you know, like at this point, obviously, you know, people know, you know, Orange Lutheran has this blind long snapper. And oh, wait, oh, sorry, bro. Because back it up a little bit. During during that, uh, my senior year, your junior year, ESPN was basically following you throughout this whole journey. Well, yeah, so they did. ESPN did a piece on me when I was 12 going through that whole USC experience, right? Yeah, so yeah. So they did like a follow up piece my junior year then of like, hey, here's Jake now learning to play football. Remember Crazy, him? Like he was, dude. whatever. So 
once I started playing football, actually, my relationship with USC got a lot more official, right? Because now, yeah. even though they weren't like actively recruiting me, mm-hmm. the fact I played high school football meant that I was a recruit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So all that kind of like personal, like, oh, Jake, you know, we loved having you here as a toy. Like, they couldn't do that anymore outside the lines of like, oh, you want to come? Okay, well, oh, here's wow. the days our recruits come. You know, oh, you want to go to the game? Okay, well, you know, here's the recruits, you know, ticket, whatever. Like, wow. So that's the thing. Like, yeah, that relationship kind of got a little bit like official slash a little bit more corporate. Yeah, very corporate. That's a good way to put it. So, but Sarkeesian was there now. That's right. Um, And I remember I was, I spoke to the team um, like during the summer camp and I met Sark and whatnot. It was was cool. And then I, going into my senior year, I actually participated in one of the Sark snapping camps, which was also fun. Beautiful. And then, sure enough, that, like, fall – or, no, actually, it was the spring. It was um, the spring of of my junior year – or, no. Senior. senior. Senior? Yeah, senior year now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, talk, I'm talking – actually, no, it was the fall, man. It was the fall. Was it? It was the fall. So it was season. It was season, or, yeah. Elite. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah. That would make sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the fall, and basically, I was up at practice. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I just was up there at one, one point. And so yeah. it came over to me during um, the the – field goal drills of the period mm-hmm. and he said hey um this is your this is your drill i'm like yeah and he goes you plan on coming here uh next year and i said you know I'm, yeah i'm gonna apply and everything yeah. and he's like well you got the grades i'm like yeah man like i'm, I'm a really solid student and he's like okay 4.0 if you have East. if you got the grades you get in man yeah. I, he goes you know i don't know if you thought about your relationship with the team but i just i don't see any reason why you shouldn't be on the team snapping Wow, dude. And like as soon you as you must he, have just dude, lit up inside. As, dude. as soon as he said that, I was like, <laughs> All right. Like I did, yeah, I, I was also kind of wondering what this was all gonna look like. And yeah. if that's on the table, like it all made sense. I'm like, Well, why not? Like seriously, yeah, why dude. not? Like I know how to long snap, you know, mm-hmm. like why not? And so sure enough, I you know, I got in, um, and yeah. then that started off that relationship then as a as a player mm-hmm. on that same team, um, that, you know, I was kind of surrounded by and got me through being blind at 12 now here i'm as 18 year old walking on that team um and you know that kind of started off what was you know obviously a magical four years where we made some history absolutely incredible bro absolutely incredible like you were going like what you had talked about too like what you were engraving into your mind as as a 12 year old and in that month that you had and and even the, the years before as a usc fan like and being able to experience all the different places you stayed at. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I like talk to us about that too. Like, you know, like living in blindness, you know, and being able to, to remember and see those things and now immersing yourself into the four years. Right. Yeah. And like, how, how was that experience for you? And then, and then talk to us about that incredible moment. Um, what was it? Was it against Washington? Um, so it was, it was against uh, Western Michigan, Western Michigan, Western Michigan. Yep. Um, so we got your first snap in, baby. Yep. Incredible. So incredible. Dude. Basically, you know, I thought I would want to picture what things look like a lot more um, yeah. when I when I was thinking about going blind. You know, I'm like, here, here, my life is going to be like me just going around. Hey, what does that look like? And, and honestly, you really don't do that. Mm-hmm. You really, like, there's t- certain times you do, yeah. which is what I'm going to get to. But a lot of times, I, I'm so focused on what I'm hearing or just what people are saying or like other senses that you for, you kind of honestly forget like that you're not seeing. It's just the way you live. Yeah. And. Um, but the, the exception there is like, sometimes you definitely do want to kind of picture what things would look like. Cause you, you know, you want to know what they would look like. Yeah, totally. But like 
one of those times is absolutely when I was playing football, you know, just being able to, to imagine that collie and it filled and just everything yeah, about the grass and the, the USC red end zone with the, the yellow letters and like the wa- the, the alley from the, the exactly, locker room the, into yeah, the exactly. stadium. So like, dude, I, I definitely called upon those images, which again, was just such a crazy unknown blessing at the time that yeah, like I dude. literally was doing that same <laughs> walk. You know what I'm saying? Like I had all those images. Yeah, dude. Um, and so, now you got the element of like, you know, elevated smell. Yes. You know, elevated. Yeah, dude. Hearing, hearing, just feeling the energy. Feeling yeah. It. yeah, dude. Um, so, so cool. The other cool thing about you know growing up as a Trojan fan and having that experience was that Trojan Nation obviously surrounded me just more than the team and and Coach Carroll, but like the fans surrounded me during that time as a twelve year old. And mm. then you know they kept up with me as ESPN kept up with me and whatnot. And so yeah. when I'm coming walking on this team, you know, like Trojan Nations, like. Oh my gosh! Like, mm-hmm. here's this 12 year old that we prayed for and and loved and like supported yeah, at at way back then. So, the coolest part I think, honestly, about this whole story, mm-hmm. is that my success there was surrounded by a bunch of people who literally had been part of the story. Yeah, you know, it just wasn't That's like I wasn't like I just wasn't this. You know, I, you know, it'd been a cool story still, but like this blind kid that you know was was really good at football in Utah that you know Sark saw one recruiting trip and decided to give a chance. You know, whatever totally. that would have been a cool story. Totally. But the fact that like all these fans, Trojan Nation, even just College Nation as a, as a whole, yeah, yeah, like saw my story, were rooting for me, followed me, kept up with me, and then were able to celebrate the resilience that you know that everyone p- played a part in and yeah, then dude. like that that was like the special like everyone was crying everyone was celebrating because like it was a powerful day it brother. just was I, like, I carved time out to to watch that game um i don't remember where like well i just knew you were on the team yeah and so like i would always be checking in and i just remember the energy even just through the tv bro um you know and, and you getting up there and throwing the sword up there bro like dude just is so cool bro yeah so i mean it's it's, yeah god is so good man i mean like i I tell people like you know a reporter asked me after the game if it felt full circle and of course it did yeah and i i gave an answer that ended up making this was the quote that made the headline Mm -hmm. which is i when i've given that answer i said if you can't see how god works things out i think you're the blind one <laughs> Say that again, bro. <laughs> I said, if you somebody can't, needs to hear if, that, man. If, if you can't see how God works things out, I think you're the blind one. Oh, man. And I meant it Amen because, that, dude. I mean, like, right. come on. This, this is like that's right. My man. story. You can't look at that and be like, well, like it's coincidence. Like, <laughs> yeah, okay. Here's this 12 year old who's <laughs> literally going blind after battling cancer for 12 years. Here's this team and this coach that surrounds him, tries to love him, has no idea the relationship mm. would become what it is. Mm-hmm. Relationship does become what it is. And then here, this kid, because of, again, we explained with Coach Carroll, like just the mindset I was around and whatnot and, yeah. the, and being around that football and, and loving football so much, I decided to be resilient. I decided to compete in that game. That's right. Then Never I, folded, bro. Exactly. Never folded. Then, well, I mean, I folded, I guess, for two years, but, you know, whatever. Like, we learn, we live in Not learn. all the way, baby. Not all the way. That just sprung right back. Sprung right back. Um, <laughs> which is a good kind of lesson of like it's never too late you know like it's Mm -hmm. never too late to to kind of make that decision and to realize you know admit to yourself like yeah i let myself i let myself forfeit on my my dreams of playing football but Mm -hmm. then i came to i came to the realization that that wasn't ever gonna you know i I needed to to stop that yes and so we did that and then here i am literally like eight years later snapping for the same team (laughs) by the way inspiring other kids who like literally came down you know one of the 
touching most touching parts about my journey at USC was yeah you know we had blind kids coming to our practice meet me we had you know cancer patients from CHLA on the field before games wanted to meet me that's awesome and I bro. knew like I was I was those kids you know yeah, I was those dude. kids like knowing how cool it is that like having oh, I just like goodness, like literally to be able to be in that same uniform with that same brands in Sydney on me the SC totally like and that same collie like as a player now being able to pretty much talk to myself eight years later and what these kids are going through like and yeah. who they are like that just gave me the chills man because i'm like man, it's giving like, me the chills right now brother yeah i can't dude and like you talk about the kids that are going through it you know similar to you right and right it, the impact that that brings let alone the masses of people that have heard your story and and chose to be impacted by it you know yeah i just think it's it's incredible bro like, like talking about full circle yeah not just the snapping yeah. You know, those op those opportunities that came through. And I'm sure that's just one of them, you know, and the many, you know, opportunities that got presented to you with with kids that are going through that. man, right. And like, uh, like, like I think about it constantly as I practice gratitude, those kids are doing, you know, are they, they can they have a frame of reference. They have no excuse. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, there yeah. is no excuse to fold on yourself. No, maybe yeah. it will take time. Right. No. Maybe there needs to be a buffer. God needs to settle you down. Right. You got to go through some adversity. No, I mean it's 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 not our our time. You know. Yeah. Like none of none of the things we're saying like happens right away, dude. Like I told you, man. Twelve years I battled this cancer. Yeah, dude. You know, like like twelve years, dude. We we that whole time you don't think we we're wondering like what like again why isn't God what like yeah and then why at twelve especially with your faith you know and how, how exactly you know whole family involved with it too having um, that faith foundation. But I, I mean, like, it's kind of cool to like, again, you know, do this, do this sparingly, but like to try to get in God's mind and be like, yeah. like at six years old, he's like, okay, like Jake's going to be this really awesome guy that I think I like, he's going to be this awesome blind kid who's yeah. going to like expire. I'm going to let him go blind at six. I'm going to, I'm going to let it happen. Wait, never mind. No, actually what I'm going to do is I'm going to have it go blind at 12 because coach Carroll will be his, that'll be his last year at USC and we're going to get him around that. And like. I mean, do you I know like, what you mean. You know what man. I'm saying? Like, can't you imagine? The branches, the branches. The branch, that, can't yes, you imagine? Yes. Like, and, you know, not to say God doesn't feel that, like, I, I really do think God's crying with you. You know, yeah, I, I do think, yeah. like, every time I cried about going blind, like, God's right there crying, like, I'm so sorry this is happening to you. You know, yeah. I'm so sorry. Mm. Like, I don't, I would never want this to happen to you, but just wait. Like, <sighs> I have so much more for you. Mm. Like, please just wait because you're going to be sitting here smiling with me in a couple of years once you look back and say, oh, wow. Like, dude, I would have never played at USC if I didn't go blind, bro. I don't I, I would have never been the inspiration I am if I never went blind. Like all mm, these things that, that just bro. never would have happened if I didn't go blind. And like I can now and I can't wait to see what's still going to happen. You know what dude, I'm saying? We're, like, we're, I'm only 25. Bro. Like, I know, bro. In 10 years, we could be at this podcast and be like, well, Makai, if I never went blind, I would never have done this, this and this and this now. That's too. it. Like, so that's it, bro. Like, I just I just think there's. You know, not to say, like I said, that that because your story doesn't end here, bro. No, it doesn't. And that's what I want to talk about because it hasn't ended whatsoever. Because you're still driving forward, use you know, and let's talk about that too. So, like, well, after after you had snapped, what year was that for you? 2017. Okay, 2017. Oh, my junior year. Your junior year. Yeah. So you spent the, spent the the next year obviously with the USC team. Then you graduated. Yep. Um, talk to us about that transition um, because I could imagine, right? Like how people, you know. Dude, here's the other thing, man. You got everybody in your ear mm -hmm. because there's so there's there's other piece of uh, the element of life, right? You have one side where you got the cheering, 
or you got the other side where there's hate. And I'm, I'm sure you felt somewhat of both throughout your, your lifetime. But like, talk to me about being able to handle the amount of noise that comes from the outside because so many people are conflicted, in my opinion, from external noise. From yeah. how well, how much they pour into what other people think about them. Yeah, I mean, uh, talk to us about that and your mentality there, because, dude, you've you know from a child you've been exposed to the world, you know. Yeah, well, so you know, to your point, like uh, there's there's a huge external voice here of yeah. of negativity, which is just the, uh, you know, it, it is a stereotype, but just the thought common thought process of what blind people can do and can't do yes dude you know every, like they're, they're the limitations the limitations that are put on just like the fact hey you can't like because guess what dude people can't people don't have that mindset of let's find a way you know what i'm saying they just assume yeah, there's that, no third alternative there's no third alternative there's no fourth alternative like just because oh yeah well of course he can't see the way i do it the way i do it is that i do it with my eyes so if yeah. like he can't do it this way he can't do it it's like no that's not true <laughs> like there's another way we just have to find it so totally bro. like that's really kind of what i confronted and yeah, yeah. man like i confront that in, in the professional world i confront that all the time and again it's it's about one the mindset that i've always had which is again i'm gonna find a way but then it's also yeah. to your point you have that other side i have a, a group around me that's like yo we're gonna find this way with you because we we see your passion about it we see you love it yeah you that, own it that's contagious we're gonna it, we're gonna we're gonna go to war with you and it's no different it's than amazing. what you did, bro. Like as as like it, it, the perfect, I guess example of this is literally what we did my junior year, which is like, mm -hmm. coach probably sat you down. I was like, hey, Makai, I know this is gonna be weird. Uh, yeah. The snapper can't see. I remember the comment. Um, but here's the deal: you're gonna tap his leg, and you weren't sitting there like, well, that's like I decided <laughs> to see the snapper. We wouldn't have to do. And you're like, no, okay, perfect. Like if this is gonna be the way, like let's do it. Absolutely. And I mean that's and that's what you gotta rely on is those people. You know, like, yeah, I, and that's, that's literally, I talk, when I talk to people, like, and, and I speak, like, I bring up you guys as my teammates. Yeah. And you're obviously one of the more integral one, which is just like, you, you guys didn't bat an eye. You're like, sweet. That's awesome. Like, this yeah, is going to be different. So what? Let's make it work. And I like, invite it. Absolutely. And I mean, that just, I mean, you, like, I hope you see the impact that allows in society mm. just through me, which is like, when you, when you have that mindset with someone you have no idea what they're capable of. No doubt, bro. And it's, it's, it's so powerful. I was just reading something the other day of, of, of what, like the, what we're talking about now, like the limitations we could put on other people just because of what we see in them. Right. And not, and, and like the ability that we truly have to see the untapped potential in other people yeah. and to act that way, to talk to them. Not that it's technical. You're not, you're not putting a formula in front of them. You're yeah. not following a script, but when you, the power that people can get from you when you treat them in that way is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. It really is. And that's a great point that you put in, man. And I just, I mean, like I've said, man, I mean, it's just a blessing that, that God put us together mm -hmm. in those, in those elements because they impacted me as well, you know? And like, like not everyone gets to be in a position where they meet someone like, like you, Jake, and to be a part of their lives in those ways, like these critical just memories you know, that we'll have forever, bro. I'll yeah. never forget those snaps. Every single one of them, bro. I'll never forget it. I mean, it's football. Yeah. But it's also like we're, we're boys, you know? And right. it's like those are things you will never be able to take from me. Right. And um, it was just like you said, man, that, yeah, it was different. Um, and, and a lot of the time, guys, like in life, majority 
like most stuff is different. Yeah. Most people's ideas are different. Yeah. And the more that you can invite those in rather than stay selfish to what you think is right, the more like true synergy happens, actual, like stuff actually moves forward correctly and you can bring a, a beautiful third, fourth, fifth, sixth alternative into the picture. Everybody's happy. Mm-hmm. Everybody wins. And, and you're a perfect example with that, man. That's beautiful. Let's keep it going. Back to uh, your point, though, about uh, treating people. Um, I just wanted to give you this quote because yes. sometimes, please, I, uh, I, and I, I might mess it up to a little extent, but it's by it's Ralph Waldo Emerson, and basically, yeah. it's if you treat a man as he is, he will remain as he is. If you treat a man as he should be, he will become who he could be. Yes. Um, I literally just put this on my story. Yeah. I'm not like Goth, Goth, or or Waldo. One of those. Uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson. Yeah. Yes. It, yes. He, um, yes, bro, or it might be around. It. it might be if you treat a man as he could be, it will become who he should be. Let me read it. Let me read this, guys. I literally posted this. I'm reading. I'm reading seven habits of highly effective people, okay. and this quote is in here. I literally 23 hours ago I posted this. <laughs> treat a man as he is, and he will remain as he is. Treat a man as he can and should be, and he will become as he can and should be. Guys, do you understand the power in that? When, and when you act upon it and you, you actually apply it, again, going back to what we were talking about earlier, when you apply that into your life, the power and movement you can make in another person's life, bro, that is why we're here mm-hmm. on this earth, guys. Mm-hmm. We are here to push each other forward. Mm-hmm. All the things that I see in these, you know, in these times are like, every, like we see the, the separation yeah. in humanity. And like, uh, mm-hmm. it's just so important for people to understand that message and just that, that paradigm of life. And how powerful it can be, not only for other people, but for you and your fulfillment, your happiness, things that matter to you, man. Like relationships yeah. matter more than anything. That's why we're here. We're yeah. here to be with each other. Yeah. And that's see, a beautiful. Thank you for bringing that up, man. That is that's, that's God, crazy. That's crazy. That it you is. Posted that bro, I'm telling you, I highlight it, bro. That is crazy. God is good, man. Um, and <laughs> the only thing cool. I would add to that is kind of I've kind yeah. of mentioned it a little before, but like. If you're someone who's struggling and saying, well, I have, I don't have a team around me who's rallying or you're, you're saying, I don't have a big team or mm. I, I've never been able to get that. Passion is contagious. Mm. Like passion really is a contagious thing. Totally. And if you go show someone your passion, guess what? They'll rally behind you. Mm-hmm. I promise you that. Oh, yeah. Uh, like and, when you own it, like you do, bro. Exactly. When you own that, you feel you, you live in it. Exactly. You don't sway from it. When you sway back, the first thing you do is go right back to well, it. Because guess what, man? People like, gravitate to if that. That first time I went to, if that first time I ever tried to snap and I was horrible in front of Coach Pearson and Coach Peace, <laughs> like, and I was like, well, like, I don't have a team behind me. You know, I, I, that's not going to work. Like, I yeah. could have said, like, yeah, the, of course they're not behind me because, like, I haven't shown them the passion I have for football. They just think you're some weird kid who has some weird idea, you know? Right, right. And imagine even if once I learned how to snap, if I was out there the first time with you and being like, well, I mean, I don't really like this football mm-hmm. thing too. My mom's making me do it. Like, <laughs> you kind of be like, well, I, I guess I'll help this blind kid. But totally. like, I mean, like, I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced. No like way. the fact I'm Pat, like you saw that in me. And like, what did you want to do? Because Absolutely you saw that rally behind exactly, you. Exactly, man. Like Absolutely. you throw pancakes, some dude. That's right. On baby. homecoming for me. Like that's Ain't like, nobody touching Jake. Like, but you, Get out of here you with that. did that. Cause you, I, I'm sorry, but I passed on my my passion to you, bro. I got yeah, you sick with my passion, dude. Hundred percent. I caught the sickness. You baby. caught the sickness. So, like, <laughs> if you're someone who's like struggling with that, man, like, just caught live in sauce. that. Work hard. Show people your passion for it, and mm-hmm. I promise you, 
there's going to be some some fools that come along the way that are willing to rally behind you, man. That's that, it, baby. Start building that team. That's it. I love that. Thank you for that. Because people need to know that. You don't you don't always need to start like start with that exactly. off the rip. You don't. And at the end of the day, man, like you got to be you got to be good in here. You got to be good in here too to to have that passion, yeah. right? There I think there are passions in life that come natural. I do. Um and I think it's even harder to share it with people because it, it does bring vulnerability, right? Because mm-hmm. you could bring that passion. People are weird about it because you know how people are sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're not ready for it either. Exactly. No, they're, I mean, like I said, chances are they'll probably start off negative. Exactly. They'll probably start off like just being like, well, this is a ridiculous questioning idea. It. Questioning, questioning it and doubting it. Mm-hmm. But again, it, 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 will, it is contagious. It will, yes. it will move people. Like, yes. It will move people. And you have, there is something inside of you guys, whether you know it, know it right now, and it's just in God's timing for him to reveal it to you, but there is something inside of you that is just festering, dude. It's just festering inside of you to come out to impact this world in the right way. It is. It is. But... You, you know, there's things and, and, and actions and, and thoughts that you have to disassociate with, habits that you have to disassociate with, and ones that you need to apply to your life in order to do those things. And um, nonetheless, man, let's circle back. Let's circle back into the story, my boy. Cause that was, but that was absolutely powerful. Yeah. So, absolutely powerful. So we've graduated now. Um, and yeah, man, it, I one of the coolest things about going to SC once again who knows if I'd ever have ended up there if I never went blind <laughs> yeah uh, but was my roommate uh my sweet mate my freshman year was named Daniel and Daniel kind of became my right hand man yeah um he kind of started becoming my manager like doing what my parents did in high school which was kind of like someone reached out wanting me to talk or traveling with me like Daniel was the guy who started to do it and hold on I gotta stop here too there's there's a lot of points I'm gonna stop you at like I told you on the beginning, this is an, he's an inspirational speaker, entrepreneur. We're going to get into that piece, too. Um, but you've done a lot of engagements from a young age. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about that experience and having, like, dude, you talk about energy. Like, football is one thing. But when you're up there talking about your passion, talking about the things that you've gone through and overcome, and, like, how is that energy when you're doing those things? I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy that, like, once again back to our creator who yeah. you know in psalms it talks about you know he literally he he, he uh stitched you he wove he wove you mm. you know whatever that the yeah yeah in and, the womb in the womb and mm-hmm. it's beautiful when when um that's being written because it gives you this this image of like god meticulously spending time you know it's not like he like yeah. put you together like some type of like you know uh factory line you know totally. like just do, do 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 okay next one it's like no yeah. he's, he wove you like he spent time thinking and so here's god mm-hmm. again thinking about i'm b- back to god's mindset here totally and he's Suddenly. like <laughs> and he's like hey this kid's gonna go through a lot what should i give him yeah. well i know i'm gonna give him the ability to like speak in front of a crowd mm-hmm. because he's gonna be able to use that to glorify me mm-hmm and I kid you not, man, there's not been a time in my life where I've sought out speaking engagements. There's not a time in life I've, like, tried to, like, hustle for that. Yeah, yeah. It's all just people, once they saw my story, wanted me to come speak. I had no idea what I was doing, but yeah. I went there, tried to share my story. I'm sure, like I said, I was horrible at the beginning or whatever. <laughs> but very from the very beginning, man, so, like, people were, hey, you were a really good speaker. Yeah. I It's just something God's blessed me with. Yeah, it's a 100%. Gift he's brother. given me. and. It is just remarkable the opportunities and the windows and the doors he's continued to open yeah. 
throughout all of it, throughout mm-hmm. my entire life now, from, from 12 years old on, yeah. 13 years now, of going and sharing my story. And mm-hmm. it just, to glor- be able to glorify him in that way, Beautiful. I mean, it's crazy. So, basically... Thank you for using your gifts, brother. For real. It's, for real, it's a, it's a privilege and an honor and something I don't take lightly. <laughs> I, um, I know it. I know you do. And going back to Danny, like how he was helping with that yeah, piece. Because so it's a lot. Right. It's a lot, man. You're, you're going to school full-time. Exactly. Bro, D1... If y'all never played D1 sports, dude... Any sports in college, honestly, honestly. But even at the D1 level, Pac-12, dude, you crazy schedules, dog. Crazy Crazy schedules. So, yeah, loop us back in here. So, anyways, I snapped my junior year. Mm -hmm. And obviously (laughs) the world, you know. The world ruptured. Straight up. So now all of a sudden we have this huge influx of Mm -hmm. demand. And Daniel, you know, was going through school. um, And he also because of some other connections that we had made throughout Daniel didn't even know you'd ever do this, like going into college, but like he literally, I went on a radio station of this dude in Denver, um, who was a offensive lineman. Okay. Um, and he, he actually won the Super Bowl Denver in 2015. Oh, nice. Um, he went to Notre Dame though. So we don't mention that. Yeah, but anyways, yeah, yeah. he like saw Daniel, like kind of helping me with stuff. And he's like, well, actually I need a guy too. So like Daniel started helping him out. And like, oh, what? so basically Daniel kind of had two That's guys cool. now. And he's like, well, I'm a full-time student. Not that I can't manage this, but, like, is there an easy way where I can just, like, someone reaches out, like, I could just be like, hey, could you go to this website and just, like, submit this request and, yeah. like, I can handle it a little more efficiently. Streamline that thing. Streamline it. Yeah. Nothing, bro. There is nothing like that out there. <laughs> so, you know, as business majors, like, well, this is interesting. So Yeah, I was going to ask. Is he, I'm, I'm assuming he's a business major, Yeah, too. he's a business major, too. So What would you, you guys focus in? What was your... What was your uh, it's, just, it's just business administration. Business administration? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so... Sure enough, we come up with this idea like, hey, yeah, I guess we could create this platform which speakers could be on mm-hmm. and uh, or really any talent. Yeah. And if someone wants to reach them, one, they have a real transparent, truthful way of reaching them. Because the other thing that's really horrible about the speaking industry yeah. is that so many people list so many people they don't have just to try to get that incoming demand mm-hmm. and then get the ticket sales. They'll do a little bait and switch. Uh, they'll be coming, they'll be like, hey, I see you list Makai Louie on your website. And yeah. then I'll be like, yeah, we do. Um, wow. Oh, okay. I'll see if Makai's available. And mm. I don't even know you, bro. Wow. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to like pretend for like a couple of days that I'm like <laughs> trying to, and then I'll come back and be like, yo, uh, Makai's actually busy that day. But <laughs> I do have this other similar dude like Makai that I think I could get you. Yeah. Guess what, bro? You even, you didn't even know that demand was for you. Wow. Isn't that messed up? That is. I hate that stuff, bro. So there's integrity is completely out integrity. the window. Integrity. Or, even better, this happens too. This these are some horror stories too. Yeah, we're all like back to that same thing. Um, let's say I do know someone who knows you, mm-hmm. and that person said, "Hey, I, I want I want Makai for like five grand." I'll say, "Okay," yeah. and then I go to guess what? I'll go to to and this obviously gets them into the hundred thousand dollars. I want Makai for a hundred grand. Yeah, I go to the guy that knows you. Hey, I just got this request from Makai for seventy five k. You think he'd be? What happened to the hundred k? Exactly. Oh, I don't know. I actually took twenty five of it because it <laughs> came to me first when it should have never oh had. Oh my gosh, and bro! The top of the A list have cease and assist letters always go out of like, hey, you don't represent me, please get my name. But mm. you think these B and C like some? Oh yeah, the guy, little like, ones. They're, they're no one's seeing it. Yeah, exactly. So wow, there's dude. a lot of dishonesty in it. So on top of making the process more efficient and streamlined yeah. we wanted to actually have a transparent honest way where it's like hey if you know you're coming to this website and submitting a request for this person mm-hmm. it is going to that person that's beautiful. it is going so basically that was great our idea bro. that was our idea that's phenomenal we very fortunately got investors yeah. um, through some crazy ways 
and I'd love offline. We'll we'll talk yeah, offline more about we'll that, that for sure. Very interested. Our senior year, they start building the, the platform. I'd say, uh, our near our end of our senior year, mm-hmm. that platform was running. We had done some bug tests on it. We mm-hmm. had actually put a one of my speeches through it. It okay. it kind of worked. Yeah, yeah. And so here we are for the rest of 2019, like putting my stuff through it, some other people's stuff through it, mostly my stuff. Yeah, yeah. Fixing bugs, trying to get the what platform. What a perfect way. You utilize yourself. Exactly. You know, what's going on. And it was it was working. Mm-hmm. And we actually, at the end of 2019, got like 300 guys on the platform. <laughs> Let's go. So we're dude. like, dude, this hype, okay? Yeah, it's working. It's working. It's working. People we, understand. We finally got ca- the platform yeah. kind of going without like. Which is the tough. I can only bug. imagine. Dude, I could only imagine the software side pro- of it. It's proprietary. Bro. So like yeah. we literally have like over a quarter oh, the, million. Oh, the software is? Yeah. We have over a quarter million. Oh. Gosh. lines of code in our oh in our my platform gosh that's so lit so Bro, that's amazing i work for a software company so I'm, well there you go man yeah okay so that's amazing but then check this out congratulations it's by the way guys so we, we haven't said this part it's called engage right yes it's called engage you can find it at engage.com let's engage.com what is it let's engage let's engage let's engage.com it'll be in link in the descriptions trust so we land our pre-seed investment like some actual money yeah uh in january of 2020 okay Okay, finally comes in. We're about to ramp up, bro. We are about to go get this thing. Man. Guess what happens? Yeah. Okay, we I are we are an event booking platform. <laughs> oh my god. Where we're booking events for speeches for other experiences that involve crowds and, yeah. and, and specifically, right? Almost in a way. Like, almost specifically in a way, dude. Yeah, yeah. All sun, that is all gone. <sighs> There is no more events. And you had a full quarter before it actually like really happened too. Like, there, oh man. There is no more events. So we are like, okay, so we're going to, st- very fortunately, because we are just right out of college, you know, we don't yeah. have, we don't have office space. We don't have mm-hmm. um, a ton of overhead. Yeah, yeah. We stopped, everyone, everyone stopped, there was only two people making salary, but we, everyone stopped taking money. We yeah. turned off marketing because we're like, we're not going to market to nothing. Right, right, right. But here's what we like did. I completely, completely, com- sorry, completely closed off marketing. Yes. Like because we knew we were wow. gonna make any money. So yeah, what no, we that's did, smart. We, that's extremely so smart. So we saved, we saved, saved the, the dry powder we had. Yeah. And we focused on what we could control, mm. which we we saw an opportunity in this, which was what, for the first time probably ever since it it's its birth, yeah. the entertainment industry, everyone in it, agents, talent, everyone, was doing nothing, yeah, for the dude, most part, literally. Everyone was like willing to sit at any table, listen to anything. Literally, like, dude. No, so guess what? We had a seat at so many tables that probably in a oh normal life gosh. would have been like, "Wow, we don't really have time for this startup, whatever." Yeah. So we started agency partners started growing. Oh we started reaching goodness. out to <laughs> excuse me talent. Yeah. By the end of 2020, I don't have this number totally locked down. Sure. We probably had over like. 1500 guys on the platform oh my gosh. we weren't really like some, was it and some, this was for was did you guys pivot to virtual or you guys so still... the virtual stuff started happening kind of like i'd say august september of 2020 gotcha. and, and gotcha. we kind of really didn't we started booking a little bit but not a ton yeah most people yeah no i get it so really 20 early wow, 2021 kind of was like okay things are kind of coming back we're kind of getting used to this like yeah. and basically so we started kind of turn on our marketing again bro and Guess what? Now we have over two thousand guys on the platform. Now we have twenty three. So we kept growing on that way, and now we have Let's go. we have so like now that we could d- turn on the marketing for all those people, and now mm-hmm. the events were kind of coming back. We started seeing growth. Yeah. We actually started seeing tons of things going. 
And you guys are hands off with the actual events themselves, right? Hands off with yeah. We're just we're just curating. The, oh my the, goodness, the that is so smart, Jake. So now we have over three thousand guys on the platform. <laughs> You know, once the world opened up in, you know, especially Q2, Q3, Q4 of, yep. of uh, 21, 21 yeah. mm-hmm. we exploded. Yeah, and dude. so we actually Amen. raised, we raised uh, our seed round in the fall of 2021. Nice. Um, and yeah, man, we're, we are hitting record. We are blowing our, even our, our, I'd say, you know, we weren't so optimistic, but we sure. like, we were optimistic in, in our, in our projections and we're yeah. even blowing our projections out of the water. And so, Congratulations, yeah, brother. man, it's going really that is well. Awesome. Um, but let's go baby. But who would have thought, man, like, that's what I'm saying. Like totally, we were an event booking platform mm-hmm. in COVID. Yeah. We didn't let stop us. So, exactly. so what's, continuing on that resilience, yes. bro, continuing on it and seeing the impact from it, keeping your faith in God with yep. it. And just controlling what we could again. We back to what guys we, got creative. What bro. We st- you what guys we, got very creative. Guess what with we it. found hmm. a way. That's right, baby. That, back to what we talked about in the beginning, man. That's, That's what it. we did. Like we had the will. We had the will. So we found a way. We didn't sit there. Like we could have easily. I've been like, well, this was a fun idea, and I know you know we're all we're all twenty two, bro. Like totally. we we're at right out call. We could have all just been like, you know, sit what? on your hands, just like yeah, the whole world was. Yeah, doing. we could just have like been like, you, said, you know what, bro. this was a fun idea, but like we're just gonna like ride. I guess you know we'll find jobs after this whole COVID thing. This is right. crazy. Like, right? No, man, we we were we had the will. We were gonna see this thing succeed. We want to see this thing succeed. We believed in our idea. We believed mm-hmm. in what we built already, even as we were so young. What's so found badass, a way, man. Found a way. That is so cool. And this is something that you're doing. So what is what is your involvement with it nowadays? Uh, so I'm, I'm the president. Gotcha. Um, so my boy Daniel's the CEO, the one I was talking about. Yeah, um, yeah. So he kind of really runs the day-to-day. Uh, I'm bigger picture, mm-hmm. um, really just kind of making sure things are running smoothly. Obviously, you know, I, I pretty much get on a phone call with Daniel once, if not twice, or three times a day. Totally. But I'm not, I'm not so... In the weeds. In the weeds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if that makes sense. Totally. Um, you know, I was very, you know, raising money, making mm-hmm. connections, all that type of stuff oh, I'm yeah. doing. But, um, I bet. So. I was going to say, the, probably the beginning of it was probably, you know, involved with the software oh, piece of dude. it. Like, dude, I could imagine how many calls you were doing at that time, dude. Well, just, yeah. I just. Troubleshooting the bugs. <laughs> working with software engineers you so you have an idea oh it's, i have a very keen idea it was a, it was a my, the company i work for is called audit board it's a audit risk and compliance okay software product line um so very i i didn't i didn't start my career within this um but nonetheless i'm learning so much of being here and, and what goes into it man and like really how important it is for the people that are actually doing the codes yes um and and, and how they're building it out long term yes and, and so you yeah, you know, man, you very know dialed. exactly very how dialed. crazy it was in the beginning, how <laughs> frustrating it was, how yeah. s- silly we looked at some points in time. Uh, so yeah, that's awesome. Well, congratulations to you and wishing you abundance of success. Thank with you, that, man. Bro. Yeah, because that's going to impact lives too. Like branching off from your impact, your abilities. You know, you went out and you're going to create a platform now that other people can streamline. <laughs> it's really cool, man. And I, have integrity and, and ethics behind it rather than yes. the doubt or questioning like, uh, is this like, is this legit? Nah. You come to Jake, you come to Dan, you come to this team here, you're going to have it done legit, legitimately. Exactly. And it's beautiful. We've, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm not the only inspirational story in this world, you know. Totally. And to, have, to have people who like, the other problem with the industry is like any industry 
guess what? The agents only have 24 hours a day, man. Who do you think they're going to give most of their time to? Mm. You know, the people that make them the most money. Yeah. So if you're starting off, if you're someone who's like not that, you know, busy or, or even if your price point is below what's going to be determined their worth their time. Yeah. They ain't going to, they ain't going to feel those, those $5,000 requests. Mm-hmm. They, they won't even like have them won't even feel the 10 or $15,000 request. That's insane. Cause there's, dude. they're not making enough commission off of it to give it the time it needs because <laughs> one, because their process is so inefficient. Right. Right. But two, because like broken, because they have cases. other you know clients and whatnot. And so mm-hmm. for us, like we could make money off of a thousand dollar engagement, which by the way, dude, yeah. like guess what? A lot of these people who are starting off speaking, that's what they're getting. They're getting one, maybe two. Which is insane. But, like, it's just, it really... Like, that's good, bro. Like, I know. Bro, I, that's good. That's really good money. For going and speaking and, yeah. and bringing your passion and energy, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And no one, there's nothing exists besides maybe, like, some dude who decides that he wants to manage that and, right. like, makes that his living for some odd reason and is, <laughs> is going to make... You know, like, I don't know. Like yeah. besides just some random. And you're talking about wolf, comp- you're talking about competition wise as far as yeah. There's nothing out there that will service those guys. Oh, dude, see that's that's beautiful, dude. I'm I'm excited for you. Yeah, man. I'll be ta- tapping into let's engage a little bit, dude. You should as man. We build, we build, your profile, as bro. We build like, this yeah, thing. yeah, that's amazing. So, talk to us on the other piece because we haven't talked about it much. Is about your golfing. Because you've been in some tournaments. Yeah. So you sat down with the, the legend himself, Mr. <laughs> Tiger Woods. Mr. Tiger Woods. Hit you up. <laughs> Talk to us about that that side of you because I you know I got buddies that think they can golf, bro. <laughs> but I know you can golf. Well, it's, it's something that I think more people can, can uh, you know, sympathize with or yeah. relate to other than, you know, n- n- very few people have tried to long snap, right? Right. A lot right. of people have tried to swing a golf club. Totally. And so, and they find out I can golf and golf well. I mean, people are kind of like, well, how, like, really, how do you, what the? And honestly, it's incredible. So, so that was the thing. Once again, back to what we've been talking about this whole time. Mm-hmm. After going blind, it was, hey, here's a game that I love. Yeah. I have a will. I want to continue to play this game, enjoy it. How are we going to do that? We're going to find a way. Yeah. So it was my dad learning to line me up out there. It was me learning how to even make contact with the ball again. Yeah. It was dude. finding all those ways, and we put in a lot of time, a lot of practice. A lot of people are like, how do you do this? Like, dude, you have no idea the practice and time. That's the reps, dude. The reps. I could have, dude. So, yeah, how, how, I mean, when you guys were going out there, you and your pops, like, how many, how many hours would you spend typically? Like, when you were, like, going out there, like, you guys knew you were about to put some reps in. Uh, you know, hour and a half too yeah um, just straight technique though well yeah just i mean there's so many different aspects right yeah, of golf that's I mean, that's that's a, that's a cool thing about golf that's you know there's you got 14 different clubs in your back you know yeah, what i'm saying true, yeah. like there's a, an endless amount elements to the course different shots you can hit you know so yeah yeah um but at first man it was really just trying to learn how to make contact mm-hmm. but we really found a way that one just with swing repetition work on my swing that we could deliver solid contact and then obviously we found a way that my dad could you know line me up pretty efficiently and then yeah. we found a way that he could kind of describe what you know so we just found a way and yeah. started obviously playing better i mean we're talking 10 steps forward 11 step backwards 12 step forward yep yep um yep. and you know even I played my frost my freshman year at Orange Lutheran. I was gonna say you played you played at Olu. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you know, made the frost shots in my freshman year, but dude, that was only a year and a half after losing my eyesight. Okay. Yeah. I'll tell you now, I was crazy to even think I could play competitive golf at that point. <laughs> I am a year and a half. I'm a year and a half 
This is this is like, you know, August. It's brand new. Yeah, it's brand new. Okay. It's crazy, dude. And here I am thinking that I could play golf, like competitively in high school. Yeah. And, you know, I like they're not going to turn anyone away. You know, like it's kind yeah. of the frost shop deals. Like, hey, if you want to play, you want to play. Totally. Bro, there was some times. That almost mentally broke me out there. Really? Because I would miss the ball, dude. Like, mm. there'd be times I would blow up. We had, as Frost off, we had this rule where it was double par plus one. Okay. So, if, say it's a par four, if you're on your ninth stroke yeah. and you haven't made it in the hole yet, you just pick up and pick just put up. a nine yeah. on the on the scorecard. Gotcha. There'd be times, bro, I'd be out there where I, I would do that like seven out of the nine holes, dude. That's demeaning. It can be. It can be. And guess sure. what? The, and the other kids out there are kind of like, like why? Like I could tell they're, what they were thinking, which is, yeah. Why the hell is this blind kid out here doing this to himself? <laughs> like no one's making him play this because no they're one, not looking through the right paradigm. Exactly. Baby. Like, like, and I kind of honestly sometimes question. I'm like, why I don't bet. I just go have fun with my dad on the weekends? Like, totally. why am I subjecting myself to the stress, to the embarrassment, to like the anxiety of playing these 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 matches cuz you're a freaking competitor my boy exactly because <laughs> i knew i belonged out there and damn it i was going to find a way to be out <laughs> that's there that's right and so we kept practicing it. we kept working through it and by, you know by my senior year i had made varsity and i was i was you know i wasn't the best one on the team but like i was posting scores and, yeah bro. you know was, you weren't picking up the you weren't picking up the ball no yeah. more yeah and it was just really special to see that and then obviously continue to get better you know wasn't able to play as much during college for obvious reasons. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, the first time I really started putting practice after uh, I graduated um, was the first time I was able to play in what we call the USBGA, uh, which is the United States Blind Golf Association. Yeah. They had the U.S. Nationals in Vegas in the fall of 2019. Um, so dope. Ended up winning that thing, man. Yeah, that's right. You were champion, yeah? Champion. Um, <laughs> Let's go, baby. Well, I, shot, I shot a 38 on the back nine of that tournament oh, the last day. Oh, my God. Bro. Yeah, so... I, <laughs> Um, so yeah, man. Congrats on that too. I remember, I remember hitting you up when that, yeah. when that happened. That was that was incredible. So bro. still putting a lot of time and effort into it. Um, you told you told that Jake back in Frost Soft days <laughs> to shut up. That 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 those doubts that were creeping in. You just said shut up, like dude. You took a gap and played D one football at USC. Came back and went won a championship. You know what I'm saying? Come on, a lot baby. of practice. Come a lot on, of, a lot of practice, and um, that's what it takes. It though. does, man. It takes it hard work. It does take everything takes we do. Work. Everything we do in this life, man. Yeah, when it come, I, whether it's relationships. I think a lot of people don't get that. No, like they miss of, it. They I, miss it. I don't brother. know. I, mean, I have it. no idea where this expectation of this easy is coming because I don't like, know there's either. nothing one worth doing, but practically nothing actually. Just anything. No, nothing's easy in this life. No, bro. If it's easy, there's a reason, and the reason is because you're getting scammed. Yes. Like, honestly. <laughs> yes, Like, bro. honestly, if, the, if you're looking at a situation and being like, wow, th- like, this really just came to, like. Can I find a, cu- can I find a corner to cut? Like, like no, dude, dude, you're never, you're never going to, you're just never going to no, get it. You look at that situation and be like, where am I getting scammed in this? Because, it, 100%. like, dude, it, it's not that easy. Like, no, it's just like, not that easy. And then a lot of people know my story about losing all that weight, brother. Yeah. Like, it goes back to that, too. Like, there were, there were times, like, where, you know, you can cut corners. You can, you can completely starve yourself. You can get there. Yeah. Within, within 14, 21 days, bro, you're gaining 15 pounds back. Yep. You're unhealthy. Yep. Um, and you learn those things. But, again, it goes back to repetition and resiliency and, and a resilience and yeah. sticking with it, being, being absolutely dialed into 
what you told you, what you promised yourself, yeah. you know, and never, never going away from it. Like there are situations where God will call you away from certain situations sure. and you will know, you Absolutely. will know. Um, but nonetheless, in those situations where, you know, God's put you in a certain situation or uh, has called you to do something like losing weight or, or all the challenges that you've been able to overcome in your life. Like it takes us, we have to want to do these things for ourselves because no one else is going to do it. Yeah. No one's going to pick up our feet and, and have us move forward and go do those things nope. or to switch on whatever goes on in our head to, to stir up that will inside of us. Nope. You got to do it. It's, Everyone, you have to want it. It's, and it's you at first. And it's a bummer because there's a, and, and I'm sure you've experienced this in your time of inspiring people and having those conversations, those deep conversations with people and, and trying to help them understand what it takes to, to overcome these things in their lives. And, people still missing it and understanding that there is no easy way. Anything you want is going to take diligent discipline, discipline more than anything, which if, if you're, if you don't understand discipline in of itself, it is doing things when you don't feel like it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times it's challenging things, mm -hmm. not the things that we like to do. Um, it's typically the things that you are going to have to put that work in for. Mm -hmm. But it's worth it every single time, brother, mm -hmm. every single time. And for anyone that's listening to this, watching this, it is absolutely 1,000% worth every single ounce of effort that you put into it because, A, your relationships are going to be better. Your relationship with yourself, A, is going to be better. Mm -hmm. To bring it back a little bit, A, it's going to be better for yourself. And then it's going to trickle into everything that matters to you in your life. And it's going to enhance your human experience, your connection with God everything everything gets enhanced and the more you drive that in your life because well, it's the more it expands yourself. exactly you know like, there's you, there's only one you in this life exactly. guys there is only one of you no one can experience what you experience well, on a daily basis like if you put it in this way right like Makai, if, if it's night like i i texted you at at 5 30 and was like oh man you know i just i like my kind of tummy hurts oh man i don't really feel like doing the podcast and yeah. like everyone would call that rude right Everyone would call that like uh, flaky, you know, like yeah. that's what everyone would call it. Right. Totally. Because that, that would be like a rude thing to do to you. Like that would kind of be like, yeah, you broke a promise. Yeah. I, bro whatever. I broke my word. Commitment, like, right? Broke your word. Yeah. But when we do that to ourselves, no one calls us out on that. Why? Because it's mm. not impacting anyone else but mm. yourself. So you take it and you think if someone did what you just did to you, you would call that rude. That's right. But you just did it to yourself. That's is it not right. rude still? No, it is. It's, like well, it's so disrespectful. You told yourself man. you would be at the weight room at 630 in the morning. Like your ass the, better the be in there at six thirty. The, the fact you're sleeping at seven, like that's rude to yourself. <laughs> like is. if someone, if, if your friend did that to you, mm -hmm. if you're texting them like, "Hey, I'm here," and they're like sleeping at seven, you'd be pissed off at that person. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, why aren't you pissed you'd off lose at yourself? Your trust. You and then the other piece, you would lose the trust. You would. And it goes the same thing right to what you're talking about, brother. Thank you for bringing this because you start losing the trust in yourself. Yeah. And the more and you that shows, the more you compound that. The worst it gets, and yep. the and the harder it, the more work and more effort and more consistency that it's going to take for you to get out yeah, of that so mindset. You're gonna stop telling yourself that because some mm -hmm. subconsciously you know you can't trust yourself. A hundred percent, and you're not gonna be able to trust other people too because it it will affect other people over time. You don't think it's going to, but you're gonna start seeing your relationships dwindle. People are aren't gonna want to be around you because, bro, you're not you're not sticking well, you to your own habit. commitments. Yeah, you build a habit of yes. breaking commitment. Absolutely, and people feel that, man. No I matter just, whether you believe it or not. I just think it's so funny, man, that people get so upset with how others treat them. 
Dude. And then they just, they don't even pay attention how they treat themselves. That's right. It's like, like, just pretend like you're a different person for one second and ask how you treat yourself and ask if, like, yeah. you would be okay being treated like that by someone else. Or if you, like, someone you care about or love, ask yourself, would you be okay if someone treated them like that? Mm. What would you tell that person? Hey, man, I don't think you should be friends with the person anymore because, like, right. they, don't, they don't really treat you that well. Totally, bro. It's factual. It is absolutely factual. So, for action items... A, fix your self-talk. Actually, spend time with yourself first. If you're not spending enough time for yourself, creating silence in your life where you can really be in your thoughts and start to understand who you are, why you are, the way you are, all these things, that's where you want to start. start peel back the layers. Understand what your excuses are, the things that you're BSing in, the things you're coasting in, the thing you're cutting corners on, and start from there. And start building the trust up back with yourself. And you will see over time with the consistency. Stop thinking about all the crap that you've done against what you've always told yourself you were going to do. Forget it. You got today. Start today. Start with that process. Ingrain it into your soul, into your DNA. And keep going. But, dude, that's powerful. That is powerful stuff, bro. Oh, my goodness. This was fun, man. This was really fun, brother. I, I just, to, to kind of close this thing up, man, um, is there anything that you, I mean, we just left, we just dropped some bombs. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I don't know if the people could take any more. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But uh, you know what, guys? Go follow my boy, Jake Olson. We're going to have the, his links in the description. We're going to have letsengage.com in the description. Uh, we'll have his books uh, in the description as well. Everything that you could go find jake olson at um please go follow him man he's got a, a wonderful content strategy uh, building a wonderful eth ethical ethical driven integrity driven business which i cannot respect i mean i can respect immensely um <laughs> but uh brother you, thank, thank you so you. much for your time time is the most valuable thing that us humans have and uh, with all the things that you do i just appreciate your friendship um that God's uh, brought into both of our lives um, and the memories that we've created and the ones that we're going to make, man. So, uh, and this is one of them. Appreciate you, Makai. Like I said, wouldn't, wouldn't have missed it for the world. That's it, man. Thank you so much. Guys, um, as always, man, take care of your bodies, take care of your minds, take care of your souls, and take care of the people around you. This is Orange County's very own. I'm your host, Makai Louie, and it's been a pleasure. We'll see you guys soon. Much love. Peace out. <laughs> Let's go, baby. That's a wrap. There we go. That's a wrap. Let's go, bro.